Three guys and no bear. Because bear's not here. Draft picks. Because he's and a Patriots fan and they don't care because they just pick up random shit off the street do, 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 and win do, the Super Bowl. Do, do, do. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, how's it welcome. going, everybody? <laughs> welcome Whoa. to the 2019 NFL Draft Special Ooh. Pre-Draft Show. Pre-Draft yeah. Show! Pre-Draft, 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 so, pre-draft. Last year... We live streamed the draft. It was just us watching the ESPN ticker. And that's what we're going to do again this year. But now that we have a podcast for all this, Ooh, we can do exactly. a pre-draft show, a post-draft show. In Pre addition to that live stream. post-draft were that good. Yep. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know what this is, or maybe you started watching and you're like, go Browns. Now you're like, what's happening? Um, so... The NFL draft <laughs> is when... Uh, I just realized what you said there. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are probably just like, hey, this is pretty cool. And they start watching every once in a while. and like, woo, I like football now. But now it's like everyone's like, here's the combine, the NFL is, draft, yeah. all this shit. We're, we're getting like, into the nerdy part of football. Yeah. Like super nerdy <laughs> part. But still go Browns, though. Still go yeah, Browns. of course, go Browns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. Now. So... Uh, we may have mentioned it like our free agent special or something. I think we talked about the combine. We're like, yeah, we'll mention it in the draft show. So, yeah. uh, so what happens every year is that players from college uh, pretty much declare for the draft. So it's kind of like going into the military, except it's for sports and you're going to get paid a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, so you declare for the draft and then uh, you will get selected. By any of the 32 NFL teams. And depending mm -hmm. on how bad they did, that is where they select in the draft. So, garbage teams like the Arizona Cardinals uh, <laughs> get the number one pick. And yeah, number one, yeah. It means uh, they'll get whoever they want. Some teams uh, trade away their pick uh, for... Uh, things like moving up in the draft. So, for example, the Oakland Raiders have multiple first-round picks because they've traded for them, so they get other teams' picks. Uh, so there's trades and stuff that happens. But for the the base, like you know, knowledge is that the worse you do, the better draft pick you get for that year, and that's yeah. just how it works. So, speaking of trading for draft picks, by the way, did you guys see the the Frank Clark trade? Mm. Mm hmm. J just happened. I did not. Yeah. All right. So, like the, it's a great Seahawks. Example. Yeah, Seahawks traded away Frank Clark day before the draft to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is actually when you see a lot of trades happening in this actual general time frame and during the draft too. Mm -hmm. I believe it's but, called the um, lead up. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so Frank Clark just got sent to the Chiefs for a 2019 first round pick a 2020 second round pick and an exchange of third round picks this year wow. was extremely high for Frank Clark, especially yeah. when they were sitting on D Ford. Well, uh, uh, that's a really good deal for not Kansas, Kansas city. city. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Kansas city seems like they got at least super fucking hard, dude. Maybe Frank <laughs> Clark won't jump off sides in the AFC championship. <laughs> you never I, know. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, could be. I mean, you looking at his stats, he had nine sacks in 2017, 13 sacks last year in interceptions. So, I mean, he's not bad, but like no, he's a good he's a good no, he's, player, he's but he's good, not yeah. he's not like first and second round in consecutive years good. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not only opinion. not he's not only not that, but he's also not like he's this is the year that they're gonna have to sign him. Like they're gonna have to pay him like twenty million dollars in addition to paying well, for these gigs. Luckily for you, the Chiefs signed Frank Clark to a five-year, $105 million contract. $105 with 63.5 guaranteed. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. And that was (laughs) – and they traded picks for him. You had D. Ford on your team. Just pay D. Ford. Apparently, Uh, we just didn't – we didn't know, but apparently uh, Frank Clark is basically, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Like wow. Seriously. I, I, did, I didn't get that I didn't get that uh, memo in last season, but hey. Yeah. You know, Andy Andy Reid loves his defenses and <laughs> uh you know, I I hope for him that it works out well, but for everyone else, I can think of a lot more you can do with 63 and a half million guaranteed. Yeah. Like not trade away your first second round pick <laughs> like maybe just pay D Ford. <laughs> like that instead and you get to keep the picks well, i don't think know. they like uh maybe they just didn't want him around they're just like yeah he jumped know. off yeah. sides fans will be mad like i don't know but I, I don't know dude i have no Any, idea that's crazy anyway. trace. i guess he's younger so maybe mm-hmm. that's why well, isn't d ford like kind of old let's see frank clark's no. 25 d ford 28 all right well yeah he's not that not. much older yeah i, I, I don't, don't know, know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how it works. You get draft picks. You select college rookies, and uh, pretty much leading up to the draft, which is Thursday night, uh, is like all these scouting things and combines. So they have the combine, which is where they test all these guys, and they'll run all these different drills. So they do like bench presses. They do like a. Uh, a sprint of like a 40 uh whatever it's called so like they see how fast you can run 40 yards uh, so, in like a matter of seconds or whatever a, it is the uh, 40 yard dash coach <laughs> that, yeah they also refer to it as the 40 yard dash and importantly uh, actually as we're learning in the past couple of years 10 yard splits are actually a pretty important metric to go by because mm. that really kind of gives you an idea of their acceleration which is often referred to as explosiveness in the NFL, which I <laughs> yeah. really don't like as a term, to be honest with you. That so much explosiveness out Look there. at him explode out of the hole like that. He really, <laughs> he really penetrated that hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, not a big fan of that. But, you know, one, the, uh, after that. penetrating that hole, he did the old uh, pull-out technique <laughs> where he cut it back <laughs> and cut left up the field. <laughs> Wasn't very manly, but man, it looked cool. <laughs> and then he spanked that player on the ass with the head. All right, all right. He pulled his dick out and got suspended <laughs> for four games for <laughs> voluntary exposure. Um, so, so that's the combine. So that's, yeah, that's combine, generally what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and what happens leading up to all this is all these rumors get started, and some of them are smoke signal rumors where they're like just trying to. You know, they're not going to take a guy, but they're trying to make it seem like they're going to take that guy. Arizona. Yeah. So the big one this year is Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray was the quarterback at Oklahoma, and he's the Heisman winner. So Mm -hmm. he's very good, but Mm -hmm. he also wanted to go play baseball. And then he's like, you know what? 
I don't want to go play baseball. I'll play football because I'm probably going to make more money. And I think he just wants to play football more. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I will say, like, with Kyler Murray, like, this whole thing, there's so much controversy around Kyler Murray, not just with the Arizona Cardinals, but, like, with Kyler Murray himself, right? Because he's another one of those athletes that's coming out of college, and his dad's his agent. Mm-hmm. And almost, I've, I, I'm not sure I've seen one time where – getting your parent to be your agent out of college has been positive for the player. Like, I, mm-hmm. I honestly, I, it, it has constantly been an issue. Now, Kyler Murray was drafted by, in, the, in the, um, the MLB draft, and it's not just any pick. He was drafted ninth overall. Like, oh, wow. he was drafted really fucking high, and they, the, the A's that drafted him just even offered an even bigger contract for him to keep him out of the NFL. Which is for twofold reasons. Like, one, it's like, well, I mean, you know, uh, we drafted him. We should get him. But also, like, that's a big fucking big league team losing their first round pick on a player if he decides to declare or if he decides to play in the NFL. And then you got to worry, right? Because it's like he kind of jerked around the MLB a bit to get into the NFL draft. And you know what is that? What's gonna what's gonna happen in a couple of years down the line in the NFL if he ends up in the NFL? Mm-hmm. So it's very confusing. Yeah, it is. It's very confusing. And to add to all that, uh, the team that wants to take him, uh, number one overall, the Arizona Cardinals, already took a quarterback last year. Yep, <laughs> uh, Josh Rosen, who chosen Rosen. Yep, he didn't play that bad. Uh, especially like, sure. He was like not good, but you know, I don't think any quarterback would also be that good in that environment. They put him in. No, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Like in, in the, in Arizona, they have no O line and he was the most pocket pocket passer in that draft. Mm -hmm. Like it's just the worst option there. (laughs) Really? So. so it's one of those things where you would think they would be like, "Hey, you know, let's get it a get an offensive line, let's get some weapons, rebuild the defense." But instead, they're like, "You know what? What if we just take Kyler Murray? That'll fix everything." Yeah. Uh, I that they're they're predicting that the if they do, they're thinking that if they do take Murray, they're actually going to trade Rosen. Yeah. Who yeah. are they trading to? Well, there's a lot of teams that would definitely take Josh Rosen. I mean, but, like, the Giants would take Josh Rosen. But, I mean, what do they think they can get for him, though, is the thing. See what I'm um, saying? Like, I, I feel like I feel like they're them posturing like they're going to – like they might possibly take Kyler Murray. To me, that seems like that really undermines and sort of screws over Rosen if they do try to get any value. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Well, I mean, the Chiefs just gave up a shit ton for Frank Clark. <laughs> Who knows what they yeah, yeah. for Josh Rosen? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you I move mean, to the he, Chiefs. He was, like you can imagine, Probably. right? Like they they'd have to get at least a first round pick for Rosen, yeah, right? Because the like they're probably looking at they're probably eyeballing like New England's pick or something. Like New England would yeah. probably take him, and he was the first. If if he goes anywhere, like, I again I, I really don't believe any of that that they're actually going to take Murray and and drop Rosen, but if they do. Then they would need to get at least the first round pick because they just spent the what, what was he? He was the tenth overall last year. Yeah, that's crazy. I would be surprised to see them take Murray and trade Rosen. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. But 
do you think they're actually going to draft Kyler Murray though? Is the thing everybody thinks they are. Like yeah. every mock draft has but Kyler you, Murray. But do you get, do you guys think? No. Well, here's the thing. I have this weird hunch now, <coughs> after looking at stuff today, that the Raiders are going to trade up I and take be surprised. Kyler Murray. I I actually would not be surprised to see that happen. Yeah. yeah. So like, I can totally see that. The Raiders apparently sent all their scouts home like three days ago. Oh. Uh, yeah, like they just sent them all home. Then Ian Rappaport said that the Raiders are considering some sort of surprise pick that would necessitate mm-hmm. absolute secrecy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what John Gruden's doing, and I don't know how many drugs he's taken. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what they're going to do. Part of me is like, oh, they'll probably trade up for Kyler Murray. Part of me is just like, are they going to like take like some random ass part? Like, are they going to take a quarterback? At like, that just sounds like they're going to trade up and get Kyler Murray. <laughs> the like, 2019 draft, <laughs> the Raiders select Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, really. John. It's like trying to capture a Pokemon that's already been captured. <laughs> it's like everything goes quiet. They're just like, Can we get like another <laughs> 10 minutes then? <laughs> like, nope, going on number two. <laughs> For those of you who are not familiar with the draft process, by the way, uh, it's more cerebral than anything. This is like the, it's the soap opera WWE time yeah. for the NFL mm-hmm. because Very all the so. scouts, essentially everyone who is, is a scout in the NFL is trying to screw oh. with the other teams to make them think that they're going to take some odd pick when they're actually doing it in pure secrecy. So you have you have the fun physical aspect of the actual season and then the offseason and the combine and everything, but the draft itself is 100% cerebral trying to mess with the other teams. And the fun, the fun part for the nerds out there like us is trying to figure out who's going to go where and making mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to, just to clarify, if you're if you're not exactly sure what the appeal is here, it's breaking down all of the smoke and mirrors stuff that all that all 32 teams employ during this time of the year, and it's fun as hell. And yeah. you also get to be an armchair GM, which is <laughs> yeah. Also yeah. A lot of fun. Um, because- and speaking of which, uh, later on in this episode, I don't know when I put together a scouting report on five of the QBs coming out in the draft and uh I'm uh, I'm I'm going to share it with you. Yes. So it's going to be the 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 Alpaca Gruden's uh, <laughs> quarterback camp. Rob's Rinders. <laughs> Rob's Rack Attack quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm good at it's... I'm good at naming things. <laughs> but yeah, the uh just and to clarify as well, we're also all three of us are probably 100% incorrect in everything we say. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, it's fun to speculate anyway. 99% of these mock drafts are going to be wrong, too, because yeah. mo- the, the other thing about mock drafts that you have to realize is that most of them don't trade. Most mm. of them keep the teams where they are and pick. Um, yeah. And that's because it's just damn it's near a, impossible. It's, to, yeah, to I was gonna, it's, it's literally impossible to know who's trading what. Yeah, exactly. So unless, like, unless one of us is actually like a secret actual nfl scout right i don't think any of us are at least i'm not of course that's what i would that's what i would say if i wanted you all to believe that so yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it was uh it's like last year where nobody thought baker mayfield was going to go number one at the beginning of the offseason well you did but you know obviously you're far smarter than everyone i'm Uh, the best gm (laughs) ever um yeah, so like, uh, if we look back at the NFL Draft 2018, just for a little reference here, uh, it was Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, 
yeah, Denzel baby. Ward, Bradley Chubb. Those are the top five picks. Uh, so nobody really knew. People thought Cleveland could take Saquon Barkley, uh, yeah, yeah. but then they took Baker Mayfield. And you're like, well, the Giants could take Sam Darnold or Barkley, but they went Barkley, so the Jets get Darnold. So it's like, it's kind yeah. of this domino reaction of like one guy falls, and then it's like, well, now who do we take? Um, yeah. It's all about value in the end. Really. Although, yeah. also important to note, like within like the first five, and probably within like really the first ten to fifteen picks, most people know what players are going to be going in those picks. It's mm-hmm. just which team is going to take them and when. Um, mm-hmm. That usually gets screwed up. Because so, like for instance, in that in in last year's draft, those first five picks. Almost everybody's mock draft was putting those five players, except for Denzel Ward, um, yeah. in that top five. So, like, it, it it was, you know, you can pretty much know who's at the top of the class, but uh, when you get a little bit deeper, then it just start. You just you just throwing spaghetti at the wall at that point. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where you're gonna find those diamonds in the rough the later you go like tom brady wasn't taken until like the fifth or sixth round or whatever everyone Mm -hmm. like likes to say all the time but like that's part of it is like you never know when you're gonna find like that dude just randomly who's like you know like lamar jackson went 32nd Mm -hmm. overall some people had him going as high as like the top 10 some people were like oh he'll fall you know to the second or third round but then there he goes in the late first so it's like Nobody really knows, and a lot of these teams mm-hmm. make their own draft boards of, like, either they draft based on need, where it's like, we need this thing, so we're going to take the best guy available at that position, or they just go for the best player available, where it's like, we don't need this position, but this guy's, like, the best available, we'll make him fit somewhere, and then, you know, just yeah. cut the other dude we have on our team, like, in a year what, or two. What is this Mickey Mouse twinkle toad bullshit going on right now on Twitter? Oh no! What? They changed Twitter completely. Changed their website out of nowhere. Wait, really? M- mine's the same. What? Mine's the same too. Refresh it. I did. I did. They ch- <laughs> Dude, I- I'm not. I'm not kidding you. I was logging in. <laughs> I wanted to get. I wanted to get the latest on on the Bucks like speculations. And Twitter's completely changed on me, man. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not even joking. I'll I'll take a screenshot and post it for you guys. Can right. I just say, by the way, as an aside, because I'm looking through all these uh, all these mock drafts that you have mm-hmm. here, and can I just say I absolutely hate PFF's one. Not because I think it's bad, but because of my aforementioned scouting of the QBs. Mm. And there's one particular pick which I hate. Now that I now that I've watched some tape on these guys, I'm I'm very angry, and I really right. hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to bring up uh, a pick in 2007. Uh, it's okay. a good example for what can go wrong. So it seems like right, like oh well, the best team will just draft the best guy, right? That's easy. So in mm. 2007, the Raiders had the number one pick, and the Raiders took Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. And you may say to yourself, who's Jamarcus Russell? Probably because you've never heard of him or seen him play. Or you're like, oh, God, Jamarcus Russell. It's one of those two reactions. There's nothing in between. So people were like, oh, Jamarcus Russell, he's got a big arm. Uh, he can throw 100 yards. And the, the Al Davis back then, who's an old man GM for the Raiders, was like, yeah, this guy will just throw the ball 100 yards every game. <laughs> so... It didn't work out that way. He became overweight, uh, admitted to drug use, 
And in 31 games, he threw 18 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, and completed 52% of his passes. Uh, what makes it worse is here's some players that went after Jamarcus Russell. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> uh, yep. Joe Thomas, one of the best offensive linemen in the modern NFL era. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Patrick Willis, Marshawn Lynch, and Darrell Revis. Yeah. So... A lot of times, uh, if you miss on <laughs> one of these guys, and then you got all these guys like right after, it's like oof. It's a big crapshoot. Like mm-hmm. it, it really. I mean, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell is like an anomaly in many ways because, like, yeah. statistically, also, like, if you look at like advanced stat stuff, he's usually pretty high on the advanced stat lists of like all these different advanced analytics um, on the list of prospects because, like, he really did seem like a great prospect. Yeah. But, he busted super fucking hard, dude. <laughs> That's about like people people consider Jamarcus Russell to be uh possibly the biggest bust in NFL history. I think yeah. the only one who really has him beat is Ryan Leaf. Yeah. That is that's definitely true. Another great bust. And another I think he was like another drug guy. So I think a lot of these comes mm-hmm. down to like their personality, yep. uh their maturity level. If they're taking, I mean, look at a uh, Josh Gordon. It's like another yeah. Josh Gordon situation. Like, I feel like those are big things you have to look into, not just like, damn, he ran a four five four at the combine. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out this guy's around. all there. Either now is when Bear would be like, oh, Tom Brady seventh <laughs> round. <laughs> you gotta Tom judge Brady. the will to win. That will to win out there is not even in a category. It's its own special category. What? It's in your heart. Also- Lots of hustle, coach. Lots of hustle. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes, as we get further into the drafts, pl- some players that were expected to go high start to fall. I like to think of Derwin James. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> had a chance to yeah, pick yeah, him up. Thanks, coach. And they let him pass to the point where the Chargers got him, and he became an all-rookie, all-pro safety. <laughs> yep, thanks, um, coach. We're glad you pulled that one up again. <laughs> yeah, it's a great example, I think, yep, to really just yep, yep, uh, bring it all around. It's um, super <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Cardinals took Josh Rosen tenth. I can see on this list from last year. There you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, now that we know all this, uh, I think we can talk about the mock drafts that I've linked. So, like we've said, there's a uh, every team has you know first, second, third, four, wherever they're picking, and everybody makes their own mock draft, which is essentially guessing who these teams are going to pick. Uh, and I pulled up a bunch of them. There's CBS. Walter Football, ESPN, Roto World. Uh, wait, not Roto World. That was just a thing. Uh, PFF and Chris Collinsworth's PFF draft. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna ignore that one. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> so, uh, I figured it'd be fun for Thursday night if we made our own mock draft of yeah. the first round, and then probably like maybe the next like five to ten picks of the second round, because that's like still kind of the first round, but oh, yeah. it's. So I figured we'd do that, and then uh, we'll just see who's got the best one. Bless you. And uh, yeah, like, uh, are we drafting? Are we drafting for our teams or drafting overall? Like, no, just overall. Okay. Like for everybody, sure you'll do your team, but like you know, I want to see like, who, and you can call trades if you want. If you want to be like Raiders trade up, uh, get Kyler Murray something, you can say that. But... We should do a point system, Coach. All right, we'll do a point <laughs> system. If we get the if we get the correct. The correct listing for the correct team, it's one point. If we call a trade that's worth, like, five points, 
mm -hmm. we're incorrect, but it's the same position, we get like a half a point. All right. Can I okay. can I also add a rule? Yes. Can we do maybe the first ten picks then as well instead? And then like maybe like one surprise and like your team if you're not in the ten. Because like uh, thirty two picks is a lot of picks. All <laughs> like, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna it be is. sitting there. I don't know about you guys, but I, I if if that's my homework, I'm gonna be sitting all night watching like tape of these guys <laughs> and trying to figure out who's best for I'm just going to copy someone else's mock draft. <laughs> that that seems that. fair, yeah. <laughs> all right, I we'll just do, know myself. I know I don't care. Do. I don't let's, care after the second round. Let's do top fifteen. Okay. Let's okay. Do top fifteen. Okay. All right. And then you guys wanna do like one surprising first round pick? Yeah, we'll do we'll don't have or top fifteen a surprise pick. Like I got the Eagles taking uh, like no, who's the like Josh Rosen trade? I don't know whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And you yeah. can you can try to predict a trade if you correct five points. If you're incorrect, uh, you don't get anything. Okay. okay, sounds good. Yeah. All right, there we go. That's our homework for two days from now. All right, I <laughs> we will got two days to do it. I will forget to do that. <laughs> yeah, better not show forget, up yeah. with a half-assed shit. All right, all right, all right <laughs> coach. Um, I'll try not. <laughs> All right. Um, so one thing I want to point out, uh, looking through all these mock drafts, everybody's got Kyler Murray, uh, number one. Then they've mm -hmm. got pretty much Nick Bosa, number two, edge rusher, Ohio State. Yep. Uh, and the Jets is where it starts to get a little wonky. Yeah. Uh, some people got the Jets <laughs> taking Josh Allen. Some people got him taking Quinn and Williams. Yeah. Uh, some people have them just trading back, uh, yep. which I think is what's most likely to happen it would be ideal but you know yeah we'll you see. don't know it depends you know um so i figure what do, what do you want rob what do you want the jets to do i take it you want personally to yeah I, I i want to trade back if that's if it's possible then trade back mm -hmm. the uh i mean we mentioned it last time we did a, an episode too but like the thing is it's unfortunately real life is not like madden so even though you have the third overall pick it you you might actually just have no trade offers whatsoever. Yeah, like it's entirely possible. Um, so it's possible that we have to stick at three and take a player, which uh, man, I just really don't want to go defense first again, dude. <laughs> at that point, yeah. you're trading. You're but yeah, <laughs> at that point though, in that scenario, you're looking to get a value trade out of the player because you know you you know you're going to just be fielding trade offers. So you go for like who's the best player available, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's a possibility that Nick Bosa falls to us. I mean, there was, yeah. uh, I mean, before the draft, everybody was like, Nick Bosa, number one, easy, easy, yeah. Nick Bosa, number one. There's no chance he drops past one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I talked to people, I would be like, hey, you know, I haven't really looked at, uh, at him too much. How, how good is Nick Bosa? Is he like good enough to go, uh, for us at number three? And everybody's just like, he's absolutely, what are you talking about, dude? Of course he's that good. And now, you know, the day before, two days before the draft, everybody's like, well, Nick Bosa could fall out of uh, top two. You know, he might <laughs> fall to three. He might fall to four. And just, <laughs> this happens every fucking year. Yeah. Where it's just like before the draft, everybody's like, oh, it's guaranteed this guy. And then it just almost never is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. The guarantees are always guaranteed to be wrong. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's uh, the only guarantee you got is the Buccaneers messing up their pick. Yeah, thanks, coach. Appreciate that. Looking uh, forward to the Bucks taking a punter in uh, the first round. I mean, yeah, Arians now. You might, you, you probably yeah. be all right. Good old Buck and Bruce. I do have a lot of faith in Arians' <laughs> draft picking ability, though. Yeah. For, for all the joking aside, Bruce Arians is actually a pretty smart 
coach. Yeah, yeah there's, a lot, coach. There's, a, there's a lot of teams who would love to have him as their head coach. So I'm happy. So, from looking, looking at, at uh, from looking at this, a lot of people have the Buccaneers taking Devin White inside linebacker LSU. Um, some mm. people have Josh Allen falling to the Bucks. Yep. Uh, and one Chris Collinsworth has mm. Greedy mm. Williams mm. going mm. to the Bucks, mm. and uh, I don't understand that one because so, every other mock draft has Greedy Williams going in the mid twenties. You yeah. know, yeah, so Beth actually has Greedy Williams going to the Bucks too. So well, he copied both, their home. They're both they're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> so to give a background on that, very quick background, Chris Collinsworth uh, famously and notoriously hates Tampa Bay. He always has. And that's the only reason why I can ever see him doing a clown fiesta pick like that. <laughs> uh, I I would not cool. be upset with Devin White. I honestly am I'm kind of hoping, like, if it comes down to either Devin White or Quinn and Williams dropping, I'd be fine with that. Josh Allen's also real good. So mm. as long as Tampa picks... A defensive player coach. <laughs> yeah. That's they in, in my opinion, as long as they do that, we're fine. I, I've yes. got no complaints. But if they draft a quarterback or they draft like a kicker, I'm officially <laughs> leaving the podcast forever <laughs> and I'm converting to a Browns fan totally. That's fair. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree but with that. The Bucks it, it is it is almost it is almost impossible for the Bucks to screw this one up like they did last year somehow with Derwin yeah. James. It's kind of just like you sit and wait for the best, see who's you know going to fall to you. Okay, could it be Josh I, Allen? Could it just be all those all those guys get I would, taken? I mean, those those three. If we're talking about Williams, Allen, and White, any one of those three, I'd be happy with. Yeah. So if 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 I had to pick, if I absolutely had to pick, I probably still would go with Devin White. But yeah. I wouldn't mind having Josh Allen. Like, if, if the Ra- if the Raiders stay on the fourth pick, which I'm pretty sure they're not going to, because I think that they're almost for sure going to be trading up for yeah. Kyler Murray, and somehow Allen doesn't go number four, I can definitely see the Bucks picking up Josh Allen. If the Raiders stay at four, I can definitely see them taking Devin White as well. So, one of the one of those two things I think are going to happen. But either way, as long as the Bucks pick one of those three guys. I'm, we're we're solid. We're golden. Yeah, but yeah, they I probably agree. won't. I agree with that. Um, now here's the thing with the Packers. I want to mention with Chris Collinsworth. He says, well, he has them taking Ed Oliver, which I'm like, all right, whatever. I like Ed Oliver. He seems good. But he says I'm always tempted to think receiver for the Packers, but Oliver <laughs> is just <laughs> too good. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what receiver <laughs> are you going to take? Uh, Chris Collinsworth. So he has the only receiver he has here is DK Metcalf going to the Jaguars at seven. At seven? What? Yes, at seven. Okay. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, um, I, I doubt that very highly. <laughs> uh, in fact, I would DK Metcalf is he's he's either gonna be amazing like Calvin Johnson or he's gonna be like uh, a bust. Like I feel like yeah. it's gonna be one or the other. Uh, like some of the other mock drafts I've looked at have DK Metcalf going like late first round, mid first yeah. round, like early second round, like uh, seven. Yeah, like I just <laughs> That's, drafting him top ten seems really high. The thing is, like I could see why because DK Met Metcalf. Oh, actually, here's here's another common draft uh, thing. This happens every year too. 
Okay. You have combine stars. Combine yes. stars happen every year where a guy ends up at the combine who was not slated to be high in the first round or even just high in the draft in general. He's got an amazing vertical. Right. And <laughs> and then they like blow up the combine with amazing metrics and people are like you know, actually, <laughs> maybe we should pick him. So DK Metcalf was that guy this year, I feel like. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was the one, uh, really. And he, I mean, I won't lie, his fucking numbers were What was his insane. 40 time? 4 three, 3 And he's like 6-4. He ran a 4-3? Yeah. He ran yeah, a 4-3. He's insane. like 6-4, oh, and he's like 230 Christ. pounds. Yeah. It's it's madness. Like it's it's actually just stupid numbers. Like yeah, the, which is why he's enticing. The problem with Metcalf before the combine was that like, well, you know the the mechanical things aren't all there yet, mm-hmm. um, and maybe they can be or maybe they can't. But um, now that he runs a four three forty at like six four two thirty, people are like, well, we can we can fix him. We'll, we'll fix him because <laughs> yeah. If you fix him, he will be the best receiver in football. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, damn near guaranteed. If you can fix the the problems, he is so big and strong and fast that anything else will wash away. So yeah, like I was looking at the Walter football draft. And I always I like reading him. I read a lot of his stuff. Yeah, and he Walter had good. Uh, DK Metcalf didn't look like a number one receiver at Ole Miss as he was unproductive while running poor routes. However, he posted elite numbers at the combine. So now everyone's like freaking out. Uh, but he actually put him to the Packers in the second round. And I was like, I would be happy with that. Yeah, like, that'd Using be great. a second round pick, uh, early second on DK Metcalf. Because it's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers will teach you how to run routes. Devontae Adams. I think he mm-hmm. could learn from that. But like, seven? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how much really whiskey high. are you drinking, Chris Collinsworth? Because that's like... <laughs> He's like, Nick Foles, okay, here's his analysis. I think Jacksonville's going to try and make <laughs> Nick Foles look great. And they're going to need a legitimate deep threat, which Metcalf certainly is. He's Dude. not a great route runner, but Foles is a deep passer, and Metcalf can go get it. That's what he said. You know, the one thing that I will say in defense of Chris Collinsworth and pretty much everyone that we're going to shit on today mm-hmm. is, as we even just said, the draft really is a crapshoot. You mm-hmm. have no idea who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. Yeah, there are there are very very few players that come out and everyone's just like, oh, he is guaranteed to be good. Like yeah. Andrew Luck was one of those guys where it was just like he was he is guaranteed to be good and he was he is he's good. <laughs> like yeah, it, it, that that worked out fine. Um, I think last year you had uh, that guard in uh, that actually went to went to Indianapolis. Um, what's his face that they picked? Oh up in, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Quentin yeah, Nelson. I know you're Quentin Nelson. Yeah. yeah, Quentin Nelson. Everybody was just like, you know what? He's just gonna be good in the NFL. And <laughs> yeah. turns out, yeah, he was <laughs> fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Rob, don't forget the famous Manning Leaf draft. <laughs> They're well, both good. They're both yeah. guaranteed to be good. Well, they were both good, but. One team got him in the got one of the guys with the first overall pick, and the other team didn't. So, and the second one was the bust. So, and once again, Bear would be coming in. Don't forget about Tom Brady in the seventh <laughs> round. Oh my god! <laughs> well, actually, a, a good example too, like with the with the Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. I mean, it's not the same circumstance exactly, but it's pretty close. It was yeah. Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third? 
Yep. Um, in the case of RG3, he was good. He just, you know, exploded. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like he actually exploded. Yeah, like all, all of his parts just exploded. <laughs> like, but I remember watching an interview with him and being like, yeah, like, like with RG3. And RG3 said, like, there's two first, re- first overall picks this year. And to a degree, he was right. But, you know, at the same time, like, everybody was like, RG3 is very, 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 very good. He's likely to be very good. But Andrew Luck is guaranteed. And, yeah. you know, kind of turned out similarly. One's still I, playing, uh, one's not. I was looking at the 2007 draft again because I remember. I was like, who the Packers take in that draft? They took Justin Harrell. Uh, another you might not remember his name because he was out of the NFL a few years later. <laughs> uh, it was one of those. He wasn't. That's one of the things. It's like you get all hyped up. Like who are they going to take? And yeah. I remember Justin Harrell wasn't even like a first round projection. Oh. And then they're like, and here it comes, Justin Harrell. And everyone was like, <laughs> the f- what the shit, Justin who? <laughs> and everyone just like was like, what? And they're like, I guess he'll be okay. And he yeah. wasn't. So sometimes yeah. you do get those where they just like take some guy like he was big on our big board, so we just uh, went ahead and took him. Mm. There's like there's a couple of absolutes in the NFL draft. One of them is that the Jets will always hate their pick. Yep. <laughs> Another one is the Buccaneers will always make everyone go, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Packers yep. will always make a questionable choice for the first round. That is true. They do tend to or yeah. take another Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, it could be. Um, well, uh, did you did you see that thing with Aaron Rodgers? I linked. That was actually a crazy draft story. No, uh, what? So the one of the top scouts or like members of the Packers board draft team was talking to Gary V, a marketing dude. Oh, and, I uh, fucking hate Gary V. But go on. <laughs> well, he was talking to him about the Aaron Rodgers draft, mm. and he is like, "We were in our room, and all these guys were taken off the board." Right, like we're just sitting there and we're watching everybody get drafted, uh, and they got to Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, "This guy's the only guy that's like a first round projection that we have left." Like they had no other first round players that they wanted to take, so they were like, "We'd like to trade down because we don't want to just take him and then be like, hey, Brett, you know, yeah, we're replacing right. you." But they're like, "All right, so we're gonna like try to trade this pick, and if anyone wants it." We're like open to listening. And he's like, we sat there for 10 minutes and <laughs> nobody wanted it. <laughs> he's like, we would have taken like a second and a third, like a second and a fourth. And yep. like the phone didn't even ring. And he's like, we had Aaron Instead, on the phone. Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we had him on the phone. He's just like, are you going to take me? And he's like, just uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> They're waiting to see if there are calls. They're like, all right, just take him. It's like, it's like it's insane. Like that's the type of shit that happens on the draft day. Like you never know yeah. what's gonna happen. I can imagine mm-hmm. going like, sorry, Aaron. What was like you're breaking up. Oh, Aaron. Anybody want a Hall of Famer? No, <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great example of like no one knows who's who or who's shit or who's what. Like yeah. literally is just draft. a guessing game. And crash. at the same time, and, and, you don't yeah. even know if he would have gotten to this level without sitting behind Brett right. Favre or having that chip on his shoulder for Or falling. even just having Mike McCarthy there. Like, there, yeah. there's so many factors that really, play into it, whether a guy's a bust. The mm-hmm. draft essentially, to put it in video game terms, essentially 
is the start of the butterfly effect. Like this is this is the multiverse <laughs> yeah. that we go down. Because <laughs> you, can, much, yeah. you can start speculating, like, well, if Rogers didn't go beyond Favre, you know, mm-hmm. maybe Favre would have stayed in the league more. You know? And <laughs> hence the nerd. Yeah, yes. that's that's this is the nerdy part. Welcome yeah. to the NFL draft, everybody. <laughs> it's now, Coach Crendor, who is who are you looking to get in the in the first round? Because we haven't heard your um, actual want yet. Yes. So what I want is, I'm honest. Well, I'm kind of pretty open. Like some people got the Packers taking uh, T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end. Mm, uh, right. I would like that. I'd like a tight end. We could use one of those very much. We haven't had a tight end really since Jermichael Finley, like 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Good old Jermichael. Good old Jermichael Finley. Even though he dropped a lot, he still was kind of crazy. Uh, he was good. Yeah. Like um, it. It's possible that the Packers move up because we do have the Saints pick at 30. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if we package like 12 and 30, I'm sure we could move up to like you know, oh four yeah, or five. I forgot they had two picks this year. In the yeah, we, uh, see, I don't know if you can move to four or five. I think you can move into the top ten, but it would depend uh, on who's available. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going for a quarterback. You yeah, know, we'd be going for like a Josh Allen or a Quinn and Williams or a you know one of those players. Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, you might be going for a quarterback. I, I mean, you probably not in the first round. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't see not in the doing first it. round. I don't, but but I mean, you know, he's getting up there, Aaron Rodgers. He's would like six, right? Would you That's, go for another receiver? No. What I would do is you go either that or you go offensive line. Yeah. So it's either you're getting a tight end, which is going to be a weapon for Aaron Rodgers, or you're going to block for Aaron Rodgers. Like those are the two things I'd be happy with. It's like anything that's going to help Aaron Rodgers and the new coaches, you know, non prehistoric offense. I'm very excited for. You've also, or, you've, you've got Noah Fant from Iowa too. He's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, he's the other uh, tight end guy, which is why I think they could probably take an offensive lineman and then get Fant maybe a little later. Like they could uh, they maybe get Hawkins him like the late go, second. Go possible. higher. Yeah. So I think. Ha- yeah. Yeah. I think uh, either they take like Fant at like thirty. Or they could also, uh, there's like Paris Campbell. That's like far late first round. That's a wide receiver, Ohio State, everyone likes. Uh, like there's there's a lot of things they can do. I think they're definitely going to go either pass rusher or offense. Like I think it's just one of those two. And then I think second round is more likely they'd get a wide receiver. Yeah, my question was for the second first round pick for wide receiver, not the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Not, uh, not the 12th pick, but the 30th pick for a wide receiver. Yeah, I think they could take Paris Campbell, the Ohio State wide receiver. That seems like a pretty popular thing everyone's got them taking. Uh, and then either that, I mean, they could take DK Metcalf there too. Like, oh, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. As long as it's not with the first pick. So I think the first pick has to be like a like big game changer pick, like a star tight end or a star like offensive lineman that's going to, you know, keep you upright or a pass rusher that's going to, you know, make no game changing plays. No matter who goes where, I think we can all universally agree that whoever drafts Rock Yasin is going <laughs> Dude, to win. I mm-hmm. literally just showed Jess that name because I saw <laughs> Rocky Yasin. That is so good. That's got to be your new favorite NFL player, Rocky Yasin. That's yep. so good. I mean, His it, name it is doesn't... literally Rock, like a rock, then yeah, Y-A dash Sin. Yeah, it's, yeah. Got a, it's got a hyphen, and it's amazing. <laughs> Someone watched a lot of Naruto when they were. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. That's a great player. Um, oh, yeah. The other one, um, a lot of people had the Packers taking Rashawn Gary, but now Rashawn Gary's got like 
a, lab, a labral tear, or however you say that, in his shoulder. And they're like, well, he played college with it. And it's like, he'll only need <laughs> surgery a year from now. And everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Coach Crandall, would you like to have this new car? It only got in an accident one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. So that's, just, I think he's going to be falling to like the second round or something after that. It just shows you how devastating it can be as far as like in terms of luck goes. I'm not talking about Andrew Luck. I'm saying like overall luck. Because mm. if you do get injured anytime before the draft, you're yeah. tainted forever. It doesn't matter how good you were. Mm-hmm. But yeah. injuries will will just be it. I mean, it, it shoots your what uh, a term that you'll hear a lot is you'll hear the stock of a certain player rising or falling. For those of you who end up watching the draft mm-hmm. uh, on on television, you'll hear constantly the analysts talking about a player's stock going up or down, and that is one of the factors that heavily favors in in the idea that a player's stock is going down because they have either pre existing injuries or or ongoing injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in other words, you don't want to draft a used car. You want to draft a new car. That's, I mean, yeah. that's why a lot of QBs don't play in their last bowl game, you yep. know, with what team, mm-hmm. whatever team they're on. And, I, you know, some people on the internet like to call them like, oh, they're little babies. They're not good. <laughs> like, motherfucker, they have a chance at like millions of dollars that they could throw down yeah. the toilet by playing in a game that scouts don't even really College care. players don't <laughs> yeah. get paid, like, period. It doesn't matter yeah, if you they get the Rose Bowl or not. You, don't get, yeah. you get paid zero. You're Which is honestly pretty dumb. Yeah, no, it's super dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we've all seen that South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a dumb thing. Um yeah, it's very one dumb, thing yeah. that I think is interesting, there's no big running back this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, looking not, through. Not a, it's usually every year there's a generational running back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, not, not this, this year. year. I guess the top is like someone had Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And that's, that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, this is like that's probably the weakest position of the draft, to be honest. It's really Going back, looking over last year's drafting, like now that we're a year removed from it, last mm. year had an amazing draft class, and yeah. we were yeah. all sort of like, I mean, less less so Rob, but but Coach and I were more negative towards the overall class, but. Then you start going back and reading some of the names, and some of them are already marquee players. I mean, Mayfield yep. even going on, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Saquon Barkley and everything. So Quentin Nelson, yeah, Quentin Nelson, Even Josh James. Allen. He hurdled yeah. a man. He, he hurdled, hurdled a man, a man coach. <laughs> no, for I, 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 last year's draft class looked fantastic, especially at QB. Which it, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, looking at my own scouting report, <laughs> yeah. not so great this year. Leighton, uh, even a uh, Leighton Vander Esch, or how you say his name with the Cowboys. Like that's a pretty good linebacker. Mm-hmm. To get at 19. And then the Colts took uh, Darius Leonard, practically like a rookie of the year in the second round. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson started playoff games. Mm-hmm. Like, serious. Even the playoffs? Packers. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> the Packers got a. Uh, the Packers traded down and got Jair Alexander, who's easily like the best corner I think we've had in years. Like, since yeah. Charles Woodson and Al Harris. Like, and we traded down to get him. Uh, yeah. That's how we got the 30th pick for the Saints. I mean,. Like you don't know. Like I'm very happy with that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, people, uh, I've seen. I'm. I've been looking at more drafts here. If we go back to this year's draft, and every, every it's still just Murray Bosa, Murray Bosa, Murray Bosa. But where, but where, like what, like Crandor was talking about earlier, where it starts to deviate a lot, really does come down to the Jets pick. Yep. But the, mm-hmm. the, how bad do the Jets need someone on defense? So, here's like the thing. for the line versus like. 
the secondary and stuff. So most people are mocking us with an edge player at three or Quinn and Williams, mm-hmm. um, and which is a, 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 in, an interior defensive lineman, right? So edge is outside on the defensive line, interior is interior, obviously. Um, that is probably our biggest weak, weakness on defense right now is D-line. So it's a need. It, it is a need for us. Um, the problem for me, and this is partially because of my bias as a Jets fan and having to sit through eight fucking straight years of defensive <laughs> players in the first round, uh, that I, I, I just want, I want an offensive player because we have issues on offense too. Like the number one being offensive line. So we need to seal that shit up. And unfortunately, with the draft, it can be pretty hard to get a later round offensive lineman yeah. um, a lot of the time. So uh, I, we need offensive linemen. We need a, a wide receiver. We need like there, there's a there's a number of needs on the offense that I feel like are more pressing. Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing, right? Because like, like edge pass rush is considered like the second most important position behind quarterback. Yeah. So if you get a superstar there, then you're pretty much set for like 10 years, which is great. Unless you um, trade into the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I, I should have I rephrased my question. If Rob, if, if you were if you were calling the shots in the war room. Yeah. Who do you take for the first two picks for the jets oh if we take if we go it can be positional it can be positional or it can be like the you can name the player i'm just i'm curious to see who you're who you're taking since you need defensive stuff if we're not moving then assuming uh, you're not moving yeah assuming that we're not moving then that means that we only have the third overall pick and then a third rounder so if we're not moving, then honestly, I would be pretty happy with Nick Bosa, Quinnen Williams, or even Josh Allen. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not in love with any of them because of, like I said, my, my preconceived bias to against the defensive players right now. But all of them are, are very good, uh, according to like draft experts everywhere. Like everyone's mm-hmm. just like these guys are really, really fucking good. So if we end up with one of them, that's that's fine. And then in in the third round, I we'd have to go O line. Like you just you just have to or something. Like or yeah. like take a wide receiver. Those are those are the those are the two that I think is possible in the third. But um, you know, if we have to stay, then I I I can I can sell myself on having you know Quinton Williams, who's potentially the next Aaron Donald, or uh, Nick Bosa, potentially the next Joey Bosa. The only no reason well. why I, I even asked that is because I entertained the, a crazy thought of what's the next team in the draft after the Jets that needs that absolutely needs a defensive player? Yeah. Who isn't the Raiders? It's the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys could, could trade up with us. That's yeah. what, well, that's what I'm thinking. That, that I could I would not be surprised to see if Tampa wanted to go up to the third pick, assuming the Raiders don't move, which I'm pretty sure they're going to. But yeah. I, yeah, the besides the Raiders, assuming that they that they do decide to trade up for number one, uh, I would not be surprised to see the Bucks trade up to the Jets for their for yeah. their position. And this is why it's hard to guess trades, right? Because it's hard. It, it would depend on so many factors, right? Because if you are the if the Cardinals take Kyler Murray, 
Well, all of a sudden, the draft completely changes, right? Because then the mm-hmm. Giants don't need a – they don't necessarily need a quarterback because they might be trading for Josh Rosen. Or maybe right. they're not. Maybe they want Dwayne Haskins. And then uh, with the with the Niners at number two, they that pick suddenly becomes very valuable. Um, and they could trade back, but they probably won't. So they'll probably end up taking Nick Bosa or uh, Josh Allen or Quinn and Williams. All of those are, are possible, but most people mock them with Nick Bosa. And then you, you're sitting on the third uh, the third pick, and then you have your choices between like Quinn and Williams and Josh Allen or or even Nick Bosa might still be there. And then the Raiders might be able to wait if they want to get another, if they want to get the next QB. Um, the Giants might want to move up, but I don't see the, the Giants are like the only ones that really want to jump the Raiders. It feels like, yeah. And the Bucks could they could come to three if their guy is there, if their guy is is still there. It depends and, on if they want to get like Nick Bosa or if they want to just wait and let whatever falls to him fall to him. Yeah, the the Bucks are notorious for for pushing real hard in the first round. Uh, when they're not drafting kickers, and the <laughs> the Jets, I to be honest, and I'm not I'm not doing this to to garble Rob's balls, but the jet the Jets are in a unique position because of just how many people we have seeing going Murray Bosa one two one two, yeah. In a way, the Jets can they can play this as if they've yeah, got the, first the overall pick. pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to explain that to to people who may not be familiar with just how the power rankings work as far as drafts are concerned. And the Jets mm-hmm. are in a really good position at the third spot, especially if they don't care who they get. They, I mean, I'd be surprised if Oakland trades up to the to the number four or the number three pick overall, but I would not be surprised at all to see Tampa go up there. Past Tampa, the only other team that I see that absolutely needs someone on on defense is either the Bengals or some people are saying the, the Broncos. I don't know about that, but. I definitely would see Could the Bengals, be. the Bengals, or even uh, another team that's pretty notorious for making some pretty big power moves early on. Atlanta, uh, yeah, the, the Redskins Falcons. could move up. The Redskins, I think, well, looking I for a quarterback. Though, I think, for yeah, the, Redskins yeah, have I mean, done they some could, dumb shit. They could <laughs> trade up for they could trade up for a quarterback. I'm spe- I'm talking about specifically people who are teams that need defense defensive yeah. positions. I here. think the highest that's, that's what the Jets have to offer right now. You know. Yeah. yeah, I think the highest likelihood of trading up right now is, and it, it really entirely depends on how the draft goes. Are the this Giants is all hypothetical? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Giants, the Jags, um, the Broncos, probably Bengals could be another one, and I think that's and and maybe the Dolphins. Th- those are the ones. Those are the ones that I could see getting into that into into the top five through mm-hmm. a trade. Um, but beyond that, it's going to be really like it'll be really expensive to move into the top five. When you when you leave the top ten, the values just go like haywire, yeah. and you need to give a shit ton because that's the thing, right? Like like we said earlier um, in the draft, there really aren't any surefire picks, but there are like the top ten. Most people know that they're going in the top ten. Like what players are going in the top ten, yeah. they just don't know the order. Um, so that that's. So getting into that top ten is is tough. It's hard. So and if you expensive. traded back, uh, yeah. say you got to like the Broncos or the Bengals or the Dolphins, like ten to fifteen ish, who okay. would you take then? If um, 
If What's-His-Face is still on the board, uh, Jonah Williams, I'd take Jonah Williams. Even though tackle isn't a huge need for us, we actually need a, a center, really, more than anything else. I'd probably go uh, with him. Uh, if not, I don't know. You'd probably... It's really more of a defensive draft this year. Um, yeah. So there's there's a couple of guys. There's, like, uh, Joan Taylor uh, is there. You might want to go with, like, a wide receiver, but taking a wide receiver that high is pretty stupid mm-hmm. most of the time. I don't know. It, it, really, it really would depend. But really, if we're trading back, then we'll... I, actually, another possibility is if we trade back and we are we're still in the top ten, or even if we're just on the fringe of the top ten, it's probably not a bad idea to go for a defensive lineman because this draft is really deep in the defensive lineman pool because of that bloat at the top. Yeah. So you could get like some really good players at, at, as a mid first round pick here in this. Yeah, draft. it's like Christian Wilkins, Clellan Farrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's uh, loads of Oliver. Guys. Yeah. And they're entire. It's entirely possible that those guys will be better than the ones in the top five. It it, it yeah. happens all the time. So, you know, it's a yeah. possibility. Well, I've got I've got about uh, about ten minutes left, Coach, and I got to get out of here. Uh, Coach Crendor, same question to you: Who do you see the Packers taking uh, for the first two picks of this year? Uh, I'd say first pick. I'm gonna throw it up, and I'm gonna say they're gonna take. Uh, probably TJ Hawkinson tight end. I think they need a tight end and they need to get Aaron Rodgers weapons. So I think they're going to do that. And then the second pick, if they don't take a wide receiver, because I mean, we still do have like wide receivers we took last year. Like we have Equinemius St. Brown and Jamon Moore and all these guys we took last year. So you never know. They might need O-line, right? Yeah, they need O-line. So I think they would take an offensive lineman. Usually the late first, especially in a defensive heavy draft you can probably still get a pretty good offensive lineman like greg little out of mississippi mm-hmm. uh there's some other good ones here garrett brad well he's the center uh dalton risner uh like there's there's some pretty good offensive linemen cody ford you might be able to get that late but you know uh, that's what i would do i think that's i think that's probably what they're gonna do too it's just either and if they don't get a tight end uh i think they will just take an offensive lineman like that high because they know they need it. I mean, it's yeah. going to be either Hawkinson or it's going to be uh, Fant. So one yeah. of the one of I don't see any other team picking either one of those uh, before the Packers get a chance there. Mm. Yeah, uh, some well, people got the bill, NFL.com as Hawkinson going to the Bills at nine. But yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what Buffalo would do. Buffalo's done some weird shit too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you know well, they've got you know. they've got Josh Allen coach. That's true. They do have Josh Allen. <laughs> That's really all you need. Yeah, uh, he kind hurdled of. somebody. He hurdled a man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the big thing is quarterbacks. And so I want to I wanna hear Alpaca Rob SpaghettiO Fiesta quarterback <laughs> <Yeah>. breakdown. <laughs> you guys want to uh, hear my, uh, my scouting report? The rack yeah, attack, so, QB attack. Like we said, <laughs> Kyler Murray's projected to go one, and then other teams want a quarterback. So I know there's Drew Locke, there's Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, there's so a couple. But we'll the see. ones we'll see. that I have are Haskins, Murray, Locke, and then I got Ryan Finley and Will Greer. Those are the five that I had time to check out today. Okay. 
And I, uh, so what I did is, in case you wanted to know, I, uh, I went through their game tape of a couple of different games. Um, and I just watched every pass that they made in each game. Um, most of them, Will Greer, uh, he's the only one that I only got to do one game on. The rest of them are between, I, I looked at three to five games. So it's, you know, and I'm not a scout. Mm. But this is just my take <laughs> on mm-hmm. these things. Who do you guys want me to start with? You guys can open it up, by the way, if you want to. Um, I have it. It's sent over there in the, oh, in okay. the Discord room. I would say uh, I would say just go Kyler Murray, because we've already talked about him the most going number one. So yep. Kyler Murray, honestly, first time that I, I really sat down and watched him was today. And everybody's right. He's very, very good. He's he's extremely, extremely good. He's absolutely worth the first overall pick, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, in in my opinion, he is going first overall. Whether that be to the Cardinals or a team that trades with the Cardinals, I think he's going first overall. He's, in my opinion, he's that good. Um, in in my scouting report, what I uh, wrote is that he's he's fast and elusive enough to save broken plays. So when a play breaks down, he can get out if he needs to. He's got really good pocket awareness. Like he's always seeing where uh, where the rusher where, where the rush is coming from, uh, which is great especially for a guy with the kind of speed that he has and he's got incredible running vision specifically so like he'll he'll know how to follow his blockers he'll know how to hit the hole he knows how to like find uh the open space that he can go and he's willing to slide too which is fantastic so all of those things are are fantastic with him um he's also extremely accurate like very, very, very accurate with uh, with his ball placement, which is incredible to watch, especially if you listen, if you if you if we go through the rest of the QBs here. Well, I've heard a lot uh, of people compare him to Russell Wilson. He's got some Russell Wilson in him. I think people are making that comparison because he's five ten. Yeah, um, uh, and there, he's definitely like Russell Wilson for sure, but um, he's a little bit more tricky i feel like he's like a little bit more mm. elusive because he's because re- he's short and people use that as a knock against the qb i actually think it might be the opposite in his case because here's the thing every quarterback throws into lanes it doesn't matter how tall they are it doesn't matter if, if you're fucking brock lobster and you're seven million feet tall <laughs> it doesn't matter because you're always gonna have to throw into lanes because the other guys have arm length to increase their height they can increase their height by like three feet with your arm no qb is 10 feet tall so <laughs> Talking about size as if they can't, they're going to get too many balls batted down just makes no goddamn sense to me. In his case, I think the defensive linemen, there there have been a, there were a couple of plays in college where the defensive linemen just could not find him in the pile, and he broke out and, and made some uh, some plays with his feet. So, you know, I, I think that's uh, that's great for him uh, with mm-hmm. his size. And he's quick. He's, he's, he's not like Michael Vick fast, but he's very fast. And uh, he's he's quick. He can make decisions very quickly. Like Pat Mahomes has some of that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's 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 definitely more. Uh, he's definitely quicker than than Mahomes. He's he's mm. closer to, to to Russell Wilson for sure. Um, as far as like negatives, he yeah he he does hold the ball low and away from his body, which is a fumble concern. You really don't want to yeah. do that because if a guy comes in, swings their hand out, you're just gonna drop the ball. Um, the other thing about him too is he runs very dangerously. Now that doesn't, in this case, I don't mean that he doesn't slide because he does, 
that's great. However, when he runs, he runs with the football in one hand. You really, really, really don't want to do And he's also not yeah. tucking it. Like, he's holding it out with one oh, hand. Oh, yeah. Huge problem that needs to be changed. But coaches will be on him about that. So mm-hmm. I'm not, it, it, as far as a knock, not that big of a knock. Um, he usually doesn't run too early. Like he'll he's past first a hundred like ninety nine percent of the time. Like he he'll he'll try to he's looking downfield. He moves through reads extremely quickly, better than anyone else in this draft by a long shot, in my opinion. Um, you see him in in those plays like he's he's bouncing between reads constantly and looking for the best target. And and when he finds that target, he'll fire that ball very quickly. The other thing that uh, is uh, somewhat of a negative with him is he plays with a little bit of arrogance, which is great sometimes, uh, well, most of the time, really, for a QB. Uh, And what I mean by plays with arrogance is sometimes he thinks he's more athletic than he is, or sometimes he thinks he's more accurate than he is, and that gets him into trouble, because sometimes Mm -hmm. he'll throw into triple coverage. And a lot of the time, it actually works out, because like I said, he's very accurate, but Sometimes it doesn't, and you never really want your QB. That was a classic uh, Brett Favre thing. Oh, yeah. Where he'd be like, ah, I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, he can do it. (laughs) He's got, uh, Kyler Murray's got the arm strength, too. He can fucking, he throws it on a fucking rope down the field. And uh, I don't know if you guys have my scouting report open, but. Mm -hmm. uh, I do. I I read the has OMG balls. I wanted to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wanted to explain that one. Uh, So has OMG balls means like he has throws where my reaction is, oh, my God. Like, that's incredible. And that's the he's the only one that has done that in this draft for me. Mm. Um, he's, he's the only one that that I, I had to stop. I had to pause, go back and be like, OK, I need to watch how he, that's incredible. So he, in my opinion, is first overall worthy, first round pick worthy, very much is the hype. And uh, you can believe in Kyler Murray. In my in my view, OMG balls. He's got OMG balls. (laughs) Have you guys Um, seen any Kyler Murray? I did not. I listened to him on the radio when I was driving during the uh, championship game, and it didn't make him out to be very good. So I was like, (laughs) "Uh, I don't know. But I haven't actually watched him, so I kind of want to watch him now. I I think you should. And in fact, I would suggest that you even watch uh, the Alabama game. Okay. Um, because he wasn't very good in the Alabama game. Uh, he had he had uh, issues in the Alabama, and, and actually that was a really important one for me to watch, in my opinion, because Alabama has a great defense; they always do. Mm. And really, that's as close as you can get to an NFL defense. Yeah. And I gotta say, even though that wasn't his best game, um, he looked very good in that game, in my opinion. Like he seriously, like he would he he could he could make it in the NFL, in my opinion. He can hit those tight window throws when he needs to. So, you know, there's there's only a few things that I'd really change about Kyler Murray, which is, um, you know, how he holds the ball. And, you know, he's going to have fumbling concerns uh, with the way that he plays right now. But he's very natural at the position. All right. Well, I mean, that explains why everyone's got him mocked at number one, then why everyone wants him, especially because, you know, it's kind of last year. There was so many quarterbacks and everyone's like, got a quarterback. Now it's like there's really one. Yeah, good quarterback. And everyone's just like, I want that one. That, so that's it's... the thing is that I so, I mean, I, I I could roll into Dwayne Haskins, which was before Kyler Murray declared was the first QB on the board, right? For for most mm-hmm. people's drafts. I'll be honest with you, 
I don't. I I would not feel comfortable taking Dwayne Haskins in the high first. I wouldn't take him in the top ten. I uh, I, I don't. I don't no. think. I, no. I, 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 huh? Yeah. No, you don't take Haskins anywhere near the top ten, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, but he's probably going to go top ten. That's the thing. A lot of people got the Giants taking him mm-hmm. at six. Which and is and I really crazy. think that's going to be a reach for him because, in my opinion, Haskins is pretty developmental. Um, he's got some serious downfield accuracy concerns. To be honest, he's got some uh, some just general accuracy concerns. Um, if you look at him statistically, he's one of the best short and intermediate passers. But the thing is, if you watch the tape, he will miss gimmies all the time. Like, you know, like like little screen plays or halfback wheels and stuff like that. He'll he'll be he'll be missing those. I mean, he'll hit them more than he misses them. But when you're missing those kind of throws, it's not it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in the NFL where like every down matters. Yeah. And there were quite a few plays that I saw of his where the it bounces off the receiver's hands and flies straight up into the air and then gets a pick. Now, you might think, okay, well, that is not really his fault, right? I mean, that's uh, that's the receiver's fault. They dropped mm. the ball. They hit him on the hands. To a degree, that's true. But uh, another thing that I saw with him was he guns it a lot. And gunning it is great because he's got a good arm. Like he's he's very he's got a strong arm. He could he could launch it far and he can launch it really fast with good velocity. And uh, he's got he's got an NFL arm, right? So mm-hmm. he's he he can do that. But sometimes he guns it way too hard on plays that do mm-hmm. not need to be gunned that hard, and the receivers drop it. And that is on him. That's not on the receiver. That's you, you like it's like the Brett Favre ball that just goes yeah. in like fucking launches a rocket into their chest there's no way they can catch it you're gonna break your fingers if you catch it. yeah the same kind of thing with with um with haskins he also he kind of hangs on that first read a little too long in my opinion like mm. he he ends up staring a guy down for a long while there are times when he's looking off the safeties and those look really good but the problem is that he stares at that first read so often that to me, what that means is that that's a designed look off. I, uh, but I could be totally wrong about that. So, you know, so I, he's uh, got, yeah. No, I hate to do it, but I've got to, I got to get going. I did want to get to one quick segment, coach, to break in here real oh, fast. Yeah, yeah. Just, just really quickly because it's, it's going to be relevant and also fun. So, all right. <laughs> so really quickly, I just want to, I just want to say good luck on the draft, everybody, and I'm going to go through. Uh, a new special game here just for today's episode, Coach. Right. And uh, it's going to be called the uh, the three words or less description of what your team <laughs> needs and where they or where they sit in the draft. So uh, we'll see if you can get even one of these words right. This is going to be according to the ESPN power rankings. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so this is not the Bible of the Internet. This is just from ESPN, the not Bible of the Internet for football uh coach Grandor, start with you what do you think the three words or less description are real quick coach okay uh i would say well it's not gonna be pass rush it's gotta be like it doesn't ex- it doesn't have to this doesn't also have to sink um uh be technical about terms the draft no it's not necessarily about the draft oh okay sometimes uh, it can sometimes it can't be so it's it's really it's an open open bar coach 
How about uh, leadership? You nice. know, I'm I'm gonna have to give you partial credit on that one. Two more words left, Coach. All right, all right. Uh, these are complete sen- these are complete sentences, by the way. All right, let's go with uh, some sort of uh, offensive lineman actually blocking. All right, that was four <laughs> words. That's okay. Uh, no, they actually have welcome Matt Lafleur as your three your three word. <laughs> Uh, statement. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yep. Good. Welcome, good try, Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that's the and, they, and ESPN has them at the 14th spot, Coach. So congrats on that. <laughs> uh, moving over to Coordinator Rob, real fast. Rob, uh, what do you think the the three word sentence for the description description for the New York Jets is going to be? Rob, get offensive players. Close, but no cigar. It's cold, hard cash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. For the Jets. And, uh, and I should have let Coach try to guess the, the spot just because we're going off of totally not accurate power rankings. This is <laughs> NFL.com. Uh, Rob, true, do you see the Jets? Where do, where do you see the Jets in the ESPN post-free agency power rankings? Uh, I'd put us at around 15. As incorrect, Rob, you're sitting at the 26th spot <laughs> of the tree. Oh well, right. man, of the dude, post. Every fucking every fucking sports media hates <laughs> the Jets, dude. Hates them. Well, don't worry because we have the Bucks coming here, and I'll let you both try to guess what the uh, what the three word statement is for the Tampa Bay Bucks, along um, with the record. Before I got to get out of here, uh, starting with Coach Crendor. Jameis Winston Crab. Crab legs. Seamus Winston Uber. <laughs> All right, Rob. Uh, mm, Arians going fuck. Actually, kind of close. <laughs> it's, it's going all in. There you go. Yeah, perfect. And where right. do you guys see the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting on this not Bible of the Internet power ranking? Um, 24th. I'll give you a hint. They're lower than the Jets. Ooh, 28th. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 28 as well, actually. <laughs> no, they're still lower than that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at the 29th spot Ooh. in the ESPN <laughs> post, post-free agency power rankings. What about I just the Browns? To, uh, yeah, we can, we can guess the Browns real quick. I mean, I didn't want to come here with a total mini game because, I mean, these right are going to be totally one. inaccurate. But, uh, yeah, so true or false? Uh, this will go with both you, Coach and Rob. Uh, true or false, the Browns are ranked in the top 10 of the ESPN power rankings on notNFL.com. Uh, false. True. That is correct, Coach. The Cleveland Browns are ranked oh, at number nine. Oh, wow. wow. So the Jets are 26 and the Browns are nine. Notable yeah. teams. No, don't question it. Actually, you can question it because it's not NFL.com power rankings, Rob. But the uh, notable teams that the Browns have out- have outpaced in these power rankings, quote, power rankings, the Dallas Cowboys, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Ravens, <laughs> the Packers, uh, Vikings, Steelers, Falcons, Panthers, Titans, and Jaguars. <laughs> notable teams out of that, Jesus. definitely the Packers, uh, the Cowboys are somehow – I mean, look, hey – Brown should be number one. I think we all know that. Know yeah, that. absolutely. But real, yeah. Yeah. Realistically speaking, anyone who has the Browns listed over the Cowboys or even the Seahawks, the Ravens, uh, we're, we're not going to believe you as Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just I needed to break in there because I need to also break out of here. So 
All right. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for well, having me, Coach and Rob. We'll see you on draft night. Yeah, draft be, night. What time are we going? Just so I know. What time? Uh, I are, the what time is the pre? Are we doing the pregame draft? Is like the pre-draft? Uh, like a half probably an show up half an something. hour before. Yeah. So it starts yeah. at eight e- Eastern, seven Central. So six thirty our time. Six thirty. Okay. I'll be ready to go, Coach and Rob, and uh, have a good show, and give give the Bucks a good uh, a good word. I'll give them a good pat on the back. We'll do that. <laughs> While you're doing that, make sure you just take a double barrel shotgun to the back of James. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. All right. All right see, ya. see you later. Um. So Dwayne Haskins, I believe, is you're you're saying his biggest problem is accuracy. Yeah. Well. So yeah. His, his here here's the thing with Dwayne Haskins, right? Is he mm-hmm. really is like a pocket passer, very much like Josh Rosen was last year. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's really funny that Stephen A. Smith <laughs> called him a mobile quarterback. But anyway, uh, he's, very much... he's a mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's uh, he's very much a pocket passer. And now, if you're a pocket passer, that means you need to be nice and mobile in the pocket. He is. He he he's got good pocket awareness. He can he he's got good mobility, and importantly, he knows how to step up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of QBs can do that. Um, in college he can step up in the pocket that's great um the problem is when you get pressure on him and you move him out of the pocket he seems really bad at throwing on the run like Mm. altogether and he's nowhere near fast enough to save a broken play with his legs um they did they do run him a bit on option plays um but it's really not because he's fast uh because he's not he's not very fast but he is very big so he's kind of got like that early Ben Roethlisberger thing going mm. on, where he's where he's big enough to run. He's not super fast, but he can do it if you need to. But he's not gonna he's not gonna outrun you know Bradley Chubb or anything. Like they, they'll chase him. Yeah. Down. Well, so, do you think he'd benefit from getting drafted by like the Giants then and going like a few years or like a absolutely. year behind yeah. Eli Manning? I would consider Haskins a developmental quarterback. I I, I gave him I I put. On, on my lists here, I gave them all like a uh, what I would rate them as, like what I would call them, and I would mm-hmm. say he's developmental. So if he if he can sit for a year or even two years, I, I don't think he needs two years, but if he can sit for a year, he'll definitely do a lot better. I, I think personally, yeah. because there are a couple of things that he needs to work on in his game. He has all the physical tools though, and he he has most of the way for the rest too. He just there's a couple of things that. They're, that are really going to get him into trouble in the NFL that he needs to fix, you know. And a lot of that is the pocket awareness and being able to throw on the run. Like he's going to need to do a lot of drills with that um, because he's got some accuracy concerns and he doesn't really hit tight windows super well. Like he can't, mm. it, he he can do it. Like there are times where he makes these great touchdowns and they look fantastic, but uh, they're they're inconsistent. So he needs to he needs to tighten that up. So if um, it, if this were like last year's draft, he would be going in the second round probably. Interesting. Yeah. Um, which is interesting mainly because so many quarterbacks went in the first round last year. So yeah. You're saying he would he wouldn't even be included in all those. I would not put him among them. I well no I would put I would have put him above Josh Allen, but. Okay. Uh, but Josh Allen also surprised me a bit last year too. So yeah, you know there there is there are elements of that. But but yeah, no, I I'd, I'd put him above Josh Allen. But uh, other than that, uh, 
Rosen, Mayfield, and Darnold were all better in almost all categories because Rosen was a uh, was a pocket passer too, and he was just more accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you'd, you'd pretty much rather have Rosen. I mean, my, my issues with Rosen last year uh, or before the last year's draft was that uh, he saw ghosts in the pocket a little bit. Like he was, he he, yeah. he, he wasn't great with pocket awareness, and that kind of became true in the NFL too. So. Yeah, he's definitely more of a scramble around. Uh, yeah. Either he's going to run it or he's got to throw on the run, which mm-hmm. I think he can actually succeed doing and then kind of develop a pocket game by doing that over time and just learning the game. But yeah, he needs, yeah. you know, things around him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Help, which is what Buffalo is probably going to do in this draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Haskins needs some time in the in the cooker, I think. But So the other one is Drew Locke. And yeah. from what I here uh the giants could possibly even take drew lock or the broncos really like drew lock so here's the thing i uh i was surprised by this one because when i went and i watched the videos of his game film um i'm i I don't know why people are rating him as highly as they are uh in this draft like a lot of people are putting him as the number three Mm -hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't touch him anywhere near the number three um, unless, of course, he's not in the first round. I, I, I think he's absolutely not a first round pick, Drew Locke. Right. He, I think, honestly, from what I've seen, my, I, I think Drew Locke, his ceiling is backup because he's lazy on dropbacks. Like he, he does the thing, he does the Jay Cutler dropback where he grabs the ball and kind of uh, shuffles his feet a little bit. Yeah, you the know? Old Cutler. It's kind yeah. of funny because. When I Googled him and the images pop up, he kind of yeah. looks like Jay Cutler yeah. in some of his, <laughs> his like shots. He's got he's got a little, you know, a little bit of that. Like he he's he's lazy on his drop back, so he doesn't drop back too hard. He he's got l- really lazy footwork. Um, he's got a good arm. Like he can he can throw the ball real fucking hard. Hmm. And uh, even here in the report, like he's got he's he can hit tight windows, but he's very inconsistent at doing it. He can hit the gimmies pretty well, like the free throws. Like he can, he can hit those. Like he hits them like ninety nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. He's got a good enough arm that he can coast a little bit, but not to the degree that he has in college, in my opinion. Um, now, granted, and I even write this here uh, in the in the report. His his offensive talent doesn't do him any favors. They're dropping balls constantly, and his offensive yeah. line is is letting rushers through constantly as well. Like it, his talent doesn't do him any favors, but it's not entirely their fault. It's 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 really mostly him. He'll he'll stare down receivers way too often. He's got really shoddy mechanics a lot of the time. He's got a good he's got a good big tall strong body type. Like he kind of looks like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he can run so he can be sort of that josh allen runner a little bit if he's willing to do that Um, well to be devil's advocate a mm. little bit when i looked up the pro football accuracy when moved so throwing outside the pocket you wrote down not a great thrower on the run but yeah what this says is accuracy when throwing on the run uh kyler murray 64 (laughs) percent and that's got drew lock 50 (laughs) percent right and dwayne haskins third at 38 percent so that's the big yeah. drop off so is it like maybe you're just watching like the bigger moment games or maybe his guys are just dropping things or oh, something? All, like, all of that is totally possible for sure like like i said i've only done three to five 
I think with Drew Locke, I only watched three of his uh, yeah. games too. That, that's entirely possible. But with that said, though, um, in in my report here, as you can see, he, I, in my opinion, he's it, from what I've seen at least. I haven't looked at the numbers, mm-hmm. but I've seen he looks more accurate than Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. um, but not by a huge degree. So yeah. I'm not that surprised that he's better at throwing on the run because he can still hit those shots. But it, it's he doesn't have the doesn't it doesn't look like he's got the the sort of the that passion for keeping the play alive. Yeah. He, he looks like Brock Osweiler out there, yeah. you know, um, and then my biggest red mark for Drew Locke is that he does not step into the pocket. Mm. Now, uh, like I said, outside of like Murray and Haskins and Murray doesn't even step in that that much. But yeah. outside of those two, the rest of these guys don't do a great job of that either. But in his case, he does he does it one step further, which is really bad. In, instead of stepping into the pocket, he'll backpedal. Mm. And backpedaling is really bad in a situation where you should step in. Because if you're not stepping in and you're backpedaling instead, you, you basically kill your tackles. Your tackles are not going to be able to block at all. And, you, and then you just invite free rushers towards you. And like I said, when he's under pressure, he doesn't throw that accurately. Um, so he's not good enough to not be stepping into the pocket. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with him. And he backpedals a lot and he takes way too many backpedal throws. Uh, A lot of the time when he doesn't even have to, he could stand still and not backpedal and throw the ball, but sometimes he'll just backpedal and do it anyway. And when you do that, you throw off your back foot and, uh, it kills the accuracy of the throw. Yeah. You have guys like Patrick Mahomes, whose arm is so good that it doesn't really matter. Like he can throw from any platform. Yeah, Drew Locke kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like what Aaron Rodgers does yeah. as well. But even then, like saying that, it's like he can do it, but should but he, he do shouldn't. it? And that's yeah, no. kind of like watching every game. It hits that point a little bit where sometimes he'll miss a deep throw, and you're like, you know, if you uh, you got back to some mechanics, I think you probably would have mm-hmm. made that throw. You know, it's yeah. supposed to be like the back out, like oh, I. Like, this play broke down, I can make the throw. Now, like, I'm going to do it every play because I'm getting right. lazy. You know? exactly. so. Dude, and that's what I saw with Drew Locke particularly. Like, I saw mm. that a lot. He would backpedal where he just does not have... He, he makes throws harder on himself. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to. Um, and it's... And I can see where that would come from, too. By the way, like I said, his offensive line's not very good. So yeah. he might have a little bit of ghosts in the pocket going on, but... At the same time, I, I don't know. I'm not I, from what I saw. I, I'm not sure why he's so high on these lists. Mm. Personally, yeah, I think it's got to be one of those uh, one of those things of like people just reaching, you know, like yeah. they want the quarterback, so they're it's a just weak class. Trying to get so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the yeah the other quarterbacks. Uh, I guess you did Will Greer and Ryan Finley. I know Daniel Jones is another one. Yeah, I didn't do uh, Daniel Jones. I saw him on a couple of it, mocks. I some wish of I them did. have them going like late first, even or like mid yeah. first, like to the Redskins or something, or even the Giants if they traded back. Or I think they might have a pick, uh, the Cleveland pick. They could take him with that. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, a possibility. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't scouted him at all, so I couldn't really tell you anything about him to be honest. Yeah. But I've heard good things about him too. I'd like to. I'd, I'll probably go back and watch him after this. Yeah. Um, but I looked at Ryan Finley. Uh, and he, he honestly would be very, he's, he, I can go through Ryan Finley very quick. He is good at 
pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> he's good at throwing on the run. He's accurate. He's got good footwork, good mechanics. Like they almost never break down. He's good in the pocket. He's mobile. He can. Uh, he's fast enough that he can save a broken play, but not super fast. So he's not like. You know, he's no Michael Vick, but he's super fast, but he's fast enough to be elusive in the pocket. Um, the problem with Ryan Finley is ball velocity. Mm. So everything else is great. Ball velocity is not great. He's got a little bit of noodle arm, and that's a problem in the NFL. It um, sounds like he's the perfect Patriots pick. <laughs> to yeah. go there and throw some like check downs as he like develops. I was thinking like... about that actually. Like I, th- <laughs> I think he would fit pretty well in in New England actually. Yeah, um, yeah. That that honestly, that's his main thing is the ball velocity. He he doesn't have a super strong arm, and what happens? Th- this happens in the NFL, but it was happening to him in college too. The ball is hanging too long in the air, often, like especially on deep shots. Mm. And that just allows defenders to close distance. And that's if that's a problem in college, that'll be even more magnified in the NFL. Yeah. So I I have him I, I said that he's like a fringe starter. Um because I, I think that's his sort of ceiling. I think I think he is sort of a fringe starter. I mean, possibly if he can get that ball velocity up. I don't even know if that's really possible. But if he can, then he would be... I, I would put Ryan Finley above Haskins, Locke, uh, and Greer if he had a better arm. Mm. Like, I, I I would put him up there because it, it seems like he's he's good enough. He makes reads quickly. Um, but the, the, the offense that he was playing with in North Carolina State, from what I saw, was really just kind of old school and really was not emphasizing his uh talents yeah so i think the old mike mccarthy special (laughs) yeah i know like (laughs) legitimately though like i think a good coach that can get him and could pick him up on like day two or day three even Mm -hmm. they will get they'll be very happy with him i in my opinion i think i think he's got the potential to be very good in the future if he can fix up clean up some stuff yeah i can see the patriots using like a late second or something yeah. on him like that that's like what i actually think is gonna happen to patriots he's like i can totally second. see that happening and there's one more qb i scouted by the way will and rear i don't even think i've looked up will greer so this is the one that i ha- had to say earlier that i really hate pff's scouting report hmm. because they make a prediction that will greer would go to the patriots at the end of the first hmm. i think that is actually possible and not oh. only do I think that's possible, I think I would fucking hate that. <laughs> because here's the thing with Will Greer. He's got really, really bad mechanics. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible footwork. His release is awful. It's like Tim Tebow. It's it's a wind-up. So, you know, he'll do like the sling it back and throw it. And, and it's really obvious. And it is super long and defenders are absolutely going to get their hands in there and take the ball out of his hands uh he's a one-handed runner so he runs dangerously like kyler murray um and you know he he's dangerous in all of those things all the mechanical stuff is fucking terrible with Mm -hmm. with will greer 
Um, the problem is he's got a very good arm. He's extremely accurate uh, with his really horrible mechanics. He's natural. He's like naturally gifted to be a QB. He's he's one of those guys like last year, like where you have like Darnold or Mayfield, where um, where you see them working that pocket and they know exactly where to move in that pocket to to make a throw. He mm-hmm. he has that. He he does that really really well. Um, the problem with Will Greer Greer is all of that other shit, all the mechanical shit. So I have him listed as hyper-developmental. Like, he is... uh, You need to fix a lot with Will Greer. But he is a natural quarterback. Like, he knows where to go. He makes the right decisions constantly, it seems like. Uh, And he throws it with such velocity that it always gets to the target at the right time. He's he's, He's got a quick trigger. So, really... He would be an he is a in my opinion potentially a massive steal if a team can take him with a lower pick and sit on him. If you sit on him and you train him, I think you could get a fucking future star. Like in my opinion, if if the mechanics stuff was even slightly better, he's a top ten pick. Damn that that I seriously like that that's how much I really liked him. Uh, watching the and and important to note by the way th- this is the one that I only watched one video on so mm-hmm. you know but in that video I gotta say like he looked so fucking good that I was very very impressed with Will Greer um, and you know I I'd, I'd be very interested to see what team takes him and I'd be very mad if the Patriots do it <laughs> because if they do he is perfect for them yeah that's I was looking at a. Uh the player bio they got for him on nfl.com and they have he's a highly organized and known as a galvanizing locker room guy so you oh, know, perfect. like great quarterback god damn uh, it yeah. he's got plays with an attacking downfield mindset which is great yep. for the modern nfl yep very much um, so. he's incredibly he's, accurate downfield more than any other guy that i've seen in this draft besides maybe murray yeah, they say he can. He got his like great pre-snap. He can go through entire progressions quickly. Yep. He can he, stare off the safeties. He stares off safeties. He he's a, he makes quick reads. Probably the second quickest that I've that I saw on tape besides Murray. Um, like he he runs through every read on the field, like every play. And that's the the biggest one I see is he expedites process to attack when he sees coverage bust flaws. That's uh, like huge. Yes constantly he does that yeah he 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 will find that 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 like like i like i said actually just now is like he constantly hits the right guy like mm-hmm. he and i've even seen him i even saw him throw it away sometimes so he'll know when to get rid of the ball too um and he's he's elusive as well like he's very elusive like he can he can move around in the pocket like he makes people miss all the time he's pretty fast too I, honestly, this guy is a potential huge steal, in my opinion. Damn. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be interesting to see where he goes now, like, learning mm-hmm. that. Because so I was like, oh, Patriots will take uh, Ryan Finley. Now I'm like, oh, Patriots will take yeah. Will Greer. Now Oof. I kind of want the Packers to take Will Greer at, like, the <laughs> yeah. late second, late, or early second even. Like, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. Like, if he if he makes it to uh, two or three, and uh, again, I, I should mention 
I should have prefaced this, but I guess I'll right. postface this. I'm in no way a scout. I'm in no <laughs> way a GM. I'm in no <laughs> way, uh, you know, you shouldn't trust anything that I've just said, right? Basically, right. like I, I'm in no way an expert on any of those things. This come is just back here a year from now. It's like, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I just yeah. played some game, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but, but, um, from from my reading of the situation, I think that Greer could be a, a huge steal for a team, and especially a team like the Packers, uh, in particular. If you could get them on like day three or or. Mm. or you know, or, or, third or round even or day something. two. Yeah, like, like you know, third round, maybe fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a huge steal for you guys. Like, you, you could potentially maybe even trade him down the line. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really interested where, to see like, where he goes. We even just need a backup because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah. He would be a bad backup. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. Well, we already he... have plenty of those, so he'd fit right in. There you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't be any worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a thing with quarterbacks where I feel like this is a common thing every year where people really break down the quarterbacks. It's like, oh, this and this. But then you get a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson where yeah. it's just like, yeah, he knows how to run. Like, how well is that going to fit into the NFL? But when you build an offense around that and he just keeps yep. running and wearing you down, you're like, wow, you know, we didn't even think of doing that. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's just like a plug-and-play type of scenario. Yeah. And, important to note, last year, I was very high on Lamar Jackson. I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, so. you got a good track record. Yeah, I've, I've got a pretty decent one so far. Uh, yeah. We'll see if, if next year, if I'm, I'm right about this. I, honestly, the one thing that I will say that I was surprised by, because I knew that this draft class was weak mm-hmm. um, for QBs, um, I was surprised at how weak it was but I was also surprised to find that I completely agreed with all the analysts about Kyler Murray. He's very, very good. I, I think he's yeah. sincerely like really good. Like he's he's a first overall pick in almost any year, in in my uh, uh, thinking. Well, maybe not last think, year. What did you think yeah. about uh, Josh Rosen last year? Do you so, remember? Yeah, like. I remember the 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 main thing. I think it's actually on Reddit somewhere. I had I had a little scouting mm-hmm. breakdown of of uh, a lot of those QBs because you know the Jets were thinking of taking them. Yeah, Josh Rosen was very accurate, um, and he could hit where he needed to hit. He could hit downfield. He can run. He could run a little bit. Um, he wasn't like super, you know, kill you fast or anything. And I wouldn't recommend really running him in options or anything. But if the play breaks down, he can get you some yards, um, and that's. Or if you run him on a bootleg, he can he can wrap around and he could probably uh, take take some take a big chunk out of you. Um, my main problems with Josh Rosen were pocket awareness. Um, mechanically, he was like super set. Like he he was great on pretty much everything mechanically. Great footwork, great dropbacks, great uh, release. All those things were great. It's just pocket awareness. A, a lot of the time, what would happen is uh, guys would come on his blind side and he would have just no idea. And I know it's a blind side, but at the same time, you have to be aware of where the rusher, where the free rusher might be coming from. And the fact that he got hit as many times as he did in college, the ways that he did were frightening to me because one, it puts himself, it puts him in danger. So you don't really, you, you know, 
it's scary to, for an NFL team to invest a high pick mm-hmm. in someone who puts themselves in danger, right? Like that's yeah. sort of the RG3 situation. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is something that I can't ever possibly know unless I become an NFL scout is were those free runners coming because he wasn't making protection checks at the line or were they coming because his offensive line was terrible? Um, and was he not seeing them because he thought that that should have been blocked? Like he, he mm-hmm. counted it and thought it would be blocked. That, that was my concern with Josh Rosen. I don't know if that's entirely what happened to him in the NFL, but I, I did see that he was getting sacked pretty heavily. And I, yeah, I pretty much I like I predicted that because, like I said, his pocket awareness was the was the problem for me when I was watching the tape. Uh, yeah, personally. So yeah, like even like looking at some of his numbers, like they're not terrible. Like, a lot of people make it out like, oh, it was so bad. He had twenty two hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, yeah. and that's playing in like a a terrible yeah, so <laughs> a terrible team. team. Yeah. yeah, no, that's it, not surprising at all. I he that that is actually. To be honest, if you're looking at rookie uh, rookie QB stat lines, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Like yeah. that's actually that's up there. Like that's not that's really not bad. I know people like to uh, want like they they want Cam the Newton Baker or Mayfield. RG three or Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah, but yeah. those are actually pretty uncommon. Most most rookie QBs start like their first year, they'll have like a negative touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, um, that's fairly common. Uh, so. You know, it's hard to tell. I, I I didn't watch a lot of his NFL game tape, so I couldn't I couldn't really tell you if he really is a major problem for them. But it would be really surprising to me to see them just drop him for Murray. Even yeah. though actually, I'm gonna be honest, I think I would rate Murray higher than Rosen. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to figure out is like, is it worth doing this again? Like taking another yeah. quarterback and then trying to build around them and then hoping you can trade Rosen for like. Right anything you can get essentially right. yeah like i don't yeah, know Yeah, because that's the thing if you're not drafting if you're not trading rosen pre-draft which so far it seems like they're not then you're you're gonna kill his trade value if you take murray mm-hmm. y- you kill it completely because everybody knows you want to get out of that uh, it just seems crazy to me if they've really actually wanted to do that you know <laughs> yeah but, i don't know but yeah. I do think Murray is better than Rosen mm-hmm. in general because he he's just a, just as if not more accurate than than Rosen is, and he can just do more things. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things where this is why I love the NFL draft. Yeah. And they like I've kind of just watched it for I think as long as I can remember. Like I always yeah. love watching the NFL draft. It's just like this oddly nerdy fun yeah like, thing to watch and you watch all the mayhem go down like even in madden when i play doing the draft and trading oh, yeah. and all that that's like some of the most fun you can have that's among and my I, favorite parts in madden really yeah and i think it's because so much can change uh like so many of these things can change a team mm-hmm. right it's like one move can make a team go from one of the worst teams to one of the best teams yep uh, sam like, darnold yeah sam darnold like baker mayfield yeah, <laughs> like yep. legit. If they don't get Baker Mayfield, they're probably not where they are right now. They're yep. probably not even trading for Odell Beckham Jr. No, like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy how just one player can make or break like a team. Even the Colts, like someone, yeah. like an offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson. 
Like most mm-hmm. people are just like, ah, whatever, offensive line. Like that dude made it so Andrew Luck didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, incredibly legit. important for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that got him from one of the worst teams to back to a playoff team. Yeah. Like, that is like huge. Instantaneously. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, so you look at some of these picks, and it shows how important a lot of the NFL draft actually is. And even just preparing for the future. Like, I'm happy the Packers got that 30th pick because it's either, you know, another depth pick or it's, or it's moving. Ammo. Yeah, or it's ammo to do something else, move up, do something, you know. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. uh, it's all a lot of mind games as well. Similarly with the Jets. I mean, last year, um, now I know the, the, the jury's not out, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's only one year. But I feel very, very happy about Darnold after after his one season. Because, yeah. by the way, I don't know if you know this, but in the last five weeks, I think it was. I don't remember the exact stat. But in the, in the last, like, five weeks, Sam Darnold was, like, top of the league in QB stats. Like, in, like, rating and, like, a bunch of shit. So, like, he, look, he really did look very good down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I saw him play. Yeah. Against the Packers. I watched that game. He did look good. Granted, our defense was bad. Right. So <laughs> we yeah, make it's, a lot it's of still a toss up. You never know. But <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like in in that case, what we did last year is we we, you know, used some of our ammo and traded up, got into three and we landed fucking Sam Darnold. And that mm-hmm. could be the thing that turns around the Jets. It really yeah. could be. Uh, so th- this time of year is so important for football, even though it's like not exciting for a casual viewer or something, you know? Mm hmm. But hopefully we're helping to make it exciting. Yeah. We want to share our excitement with the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it should be uh, it should be fun. We'll see what happens. And it'll be happening Thursday night at yep. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. And we'll be starting 30 minutes prior to that. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how crazy it actually gets. And then I think we'll do a show next Tuesday. It's like yeah. a post draft thing. So post draft, see what see what the hell happened. Yeah. Um, so thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, where? I mean, if you want to watch the live stream, I forgot to where to tell people where to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, you or Sinvicto will stream it. I'll be streaming it on my channel. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I probably can. I probably will. I don't know. Okay. Maybe well, we'll stream it this year. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll all stream it if we are. We, we, got, like I mean, squad we got the squad. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah we'll just do that. that. So uh, Twitch. Uh, Twitter and Discords and all that. Yeah. Follow our Twitter. Twitter.com. I'll just link them all below. Twitter.com. Crendor. Twitter.com. Slash Alpaca Patrol. That's the one. Okay. Good. I'm robbed to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Sinvicta. Twitter.com. Slash Sinvicta. And then I think that's all our Twitch names as well, honestly. Yep, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you can just follow us all there. Is Sinvicta, Sinvicta or is he 316? I think still? he's only 316 on YouTube, I think. Uh, Yes, that is correct. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, our Twitters and Twitches are the same. Just go look us up, follow us, whatever, and then yeah. you'll be notified very easily. And watch so. the draft with us. It'll be very exciting. Yeah. We'll it's very see. exciting. We can't now. I do want to clarify. We're not watching the actual draft like TV. We're watching yeah, we the ESPN can't. ticker yeah. or whatever <laughs> is the best ticker and just being like, let's see what they pick. Whoop. But I'll probably have like the actual draft up on like the monitor muted or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's usually the best thing to do. And then you can do that too at home. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It's nice. It's a good time. Yeah. Come chill. Yeah. Have a draft party with us. Yeah. Have a uh, grab a beer. 
grab mm. a, a pizza and sit on down. Especially uh, if it, if you are a fan of a bad team, this is like your Super Bowl. It's wonderful. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's very enjoyable. It gives you hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening, watching, and more so listening. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. So, bye. Bye. I had to do this in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>